street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Taking street epistemology beyond religious claims. When I became interested in street epistemology almost three years ago, I quickly realized how important it is to lead a life based on reasonable epistemology. How can one make proper decisions without a reliable method of determining what is true or false? Therefore, helping others to evaluate their approach to truth is worthwhile and morally desirable. Although questioning the code belief is one of the most popular applications of street epistemology, it isn't the only one. There are plenty of other unjustified claims to question. For example, vaccines cause autism, gluten is toxic for humans, 9-11 was an inside job, the cure for cancer has already been discovered, and many more. What links all these claims is a lack of evidence and use of flawed epistemology and modes of justification. After street epistemology dialogues, the believer of such claims may reconsider their ways of determining the truth and get closer to reality. Here is a short discussion I once had with my friend to illustrate the application of street epistemology outside of religion. The discussion took place in Polish, which I have translated to English. A small party in the garden, my friend sitting with me at the table. My friend. I am chronically poisoned with mercury. Me. How do you know that? My friend. I have the symptoms and I have a dry skin. It's how the body gets rid of toxins. Me. How do you know that your symptoms and the rash are caused by mercury? My friend. You are a doctor and you know that mercury poisoning has its symptoms. My symptoms perfectly fit with those described in mercury poisoning. Me. Could you tell me about your symptoms? Perhaps you need help. My friend. I feel exhausted that I have a dry skin. And you know I've done a test. Three weeks ago I visited local pharmacy and bought a supplement pill. When I took it I felt weak, all my muscles were aging and I had diarrhea. The next day I read an article on the internet that the substance included in the pill has the ability to release mercury deposits from the body which had caused my symptoms. Me. Let's assume for a while that your pill actually has such properties. How do you know that you have such mercury deposits to be released by this substance? My friend. Well, my symptoms fit with those described for mercury poisoning. Me. I understand that you feel weak and you have dry skin. Couldn't these symptoms be attributed to other ailments than mercury poisoning? My friend. Yes, they could. Me. What could you do to determine if you are actually poisoned with mercury? My friend. I have the symptoms, as I said. Me. How did you rule out other ailments more common than mercury poisoning? My friend. I don't have to rule out anything. Me. Why not? You are right that your symptoms could be caused by other ailments. A long pause. Me. Have you had your blood or urine checked for mercury in the lab? My friend, no I haven't. Me, so how do you know we are poisoned with mercury? Long silence. 
Perhaps you should go to a clinic, talk about your symptoms and have some tests. I'm sure they will help you. If you want to read about mercury poisoning on the internet, I recommend PubMed.com website. There you can find many interesting scientific articles. My friend, thanks! I didn't know that web page. PubMed, yeah? Me, yes. Long silence. Other people came in and the topic wasn't brought up again. The claim concerned mercury poisoning of my interlocutor. My first step was to examine whether it was justified to make such a claim. It's a good advice to visit a clinic when having symptoms, but I couldn't propose it too early. It would invoke a defensive posture of being neglected and misunderstood. When asked for evidence of their claim, my interlocutor revealed confirmation bias and flawed epistemology. And this was the place where street epistemology came in. Through asking questions, my interlocutor recognized that their reasoning was flawed. I then recommended visiting a clinic and reading some peer-reviewed papers, since my interlocutor studied biology, instead of anecdotes and opinion pieces on the internet. You can introduce straight epistemology on many topics, but be aware that it can be more difficult than on religious claims. In dialogue about God beliefs, we are much better prepared since we know this subject and interlocutors of many religions use similar justifications that come up frequently. On other topics, we may not be experts and may even feel out of our depth on hearing something like Gluten is toxic for humans and I'll describe for you how it influences enterocytes in human digestive tract. What can we do in these situations? First of all, we can avoid assuming that the interlocutor is wrong. The fact that their claim seems extraordinary doesn't mean it is false, only that it calls for strong evidence. Secondly, we can still assess the process that led the interlocutor to their conclusion without being an expert on the subject. If their epistemology is flawed, I try to console this in a friendly way and help my interlocutor change it. If I can't find the flow due to unfamiliarity with the field, there is no shame in saying, I don't know much about this subject, but I'll read up on it for next time. If the interlocutor does present reliable epistemology and their evidence checks out, we can still benefit by changing our mind and learning something new. Nothing prevents you from applying strict epistemology to beliefs other than God beliefs. Make sure you understand your interlocutor, ask for evidence, and assess the reliability of a claim and help your interlocutor change their flawed epistemology. Don't deny the claim because it's extraordinary, and remember that sometimes you can also learn something new. Keep discussing. These discussions can be rewarding for you and your interlocutors. So long as men are not trained to withhold judgment in the absence of evidence, they will be led astray by cocksure prophets, and it's likely that their leaders will be either ignorant fanatics or dishonest charlatans. To endure uncertainty is difficult, but so are most of the other virtues. Bertrand Russell Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. 